0: Your mind can literally create anything that it wants. Your subconscious mind will create wealth for you while you're asleep, but you have to
1: train it. Hello, and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation, where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Hey, real quick before we get started, first of all, I wanted to thank everybody for joining us on the show and for listening Uh, to all my loyal listeners. I really appreciate you, uh, you know, continuing to listen and support the show if you can go on to itunes stitcher soundcloud wherever you listen and subscribe to the show that would be fantastic spread the word too i'd love to you know have this reach more and more people so if you could share it on social media or or, or and just talk about it to other people that would be fantastic and the last thing is if you can go on to itunes and give us a rating review of uh, hopefully five stars that would be great as well. It just helps us spread the word more and it helps us get continue to get uh, really good guests on the show. We've had some fantastic guests and I just want to be able to continue to bring fantastic value to you. Go on to our Facebook page too, Pillars of Wealth Facebook page. And I'd like to hear from, from you as a listener of Know, what you're doing in business, what you've got going on, what you are maybe struggling with or uh, being successful with, and then what we can do on the show to help push you to that next level. Maybe uh, questions we can ask our guests, maybe guests that we can get on the show to talk about certain topics, certain things that are really neat, you're needing uh, some some extra support with. So provide for us some feedback on Facebook um, and you can also share this out on on social media that would be fantastic as well. I appreciate it. I appreciate you being a uh, being a either new listener or loyal listener. I definitely appreciate it and we will get started with the show. Hello and welcome back to Bills of Wealth Creation. I'm your host Todd Dexammer, with me today. I'm excited to have Kevin Amos. Kevin, how are you doing today?
0: I'm good, Todd. Thanks for having me.
1: Did I butcher your last name or did I get it? No, actually, you did
0: very good. You know, normally someone would butcher that without asking for any advice on how to say it or anything. You didn't do that at
1: all. That's <laughs> so good. you did very good. Uh, perfect, perfect. Well, Calvin, you formed uh, Pine Financial Group in October 2008 after leaving a small mortgage company uh, as a senior loan officer for residential lending. And Kevin has a degree in finance uh, obtained after serving four years in the US military. So uh, thank you for doing that. Uh, While in school, you started your first real estate investment company, which is still active today. And this is pretty cool. You and your companies have closed on over 1,500 transactions. Um, and actively manage over 70, $75 million in private equity. Uh, Kevin's a sought-after expert in real estate finance and is an author of The 45-Day Investor. We'll have to talk a little bit about that. He has been quoted in the Las Vegas Review Journal, Denver Post, Denver Business Journal, Forbes, and Yahoo Real Estate. So, Kevin, with that said, give our listeners a little bit more about you and what your main focus is today.
0: Yeah, I appreciate you having me on, Todd. I'm really excited to do this. It's so much fun for me, and hopefully, we could provide some value to your listeners. Um, so, the question is, what am I doing today? You know, I'm really focused on Pine Financial. Pine Financial is definitely a moneymaker for me. Um, so that's that's feeding my family, providing me the income that I need to go out and have some fun and and do some other the investing stuff that I enjoy so much on the side. So, Pine Financial is definitely uh, my primary focus. Uh, but I also, I mean, you know, I just love real estate. I have this giant passion for real estate. So um, I still do my own deals, right? For example, right now I'm working on a 13-unit townhome development in uh, an inner city in Denver. Um, I've done some larger developments, own lots of rental properties, always looking to buy rental properties. Um, so I'm, I'm, I guess I'm, I'm doing a little bit of both.
1: Okay. And Pine Financial, uh, that's, you guys are hard money lending. Yep. Um, tell us a little bit more about, you know, why, why did you get into hard money lending? What do you, what, like what kind of, what did you see that opportunity in it? And then where do you guys focus?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. I'm glad you asked that. You know, when I got started in real estate, I was pretty young. And, um, what I learned over time is, obviously real estate is a fantastic vehicle to get rich. And so I really focused in on that. And and as I was buying properties, while I was going to college, and I was paying to get myself through school. Um, I learned how to buy a property or two every single month without, you know, cash or credit. And it all came down to the financing and the, the financing really is the deal structure. It's what's makes it so much fun to be in this business, sitting down and talking with a seller and negotiating it and trying to put together a win-win situation. Um, so I really started focusing on the financing side and then I got recruited to originate mortgage loans, which was absolute brain damage uh, for any, sorry for any <laughs> any mortgage brokers or bankers out there, but it's very difficult and you have pretty much zero control. I was approving people who were approved one day. They find the house and they were no longer approved because guidelines were changing um, so I decided to take more control of my business and I started raising private money and lending it out to real estate investors because that's the business I knew. Um, so I just grew that from
1: there. Okay. Um, what, what, what kind of need did that fill though? I mean, you know, you've got, uh, why not just go to a bank as an investor and get some money?
0: Well, I was in 2006 is when I started this, and you know, in 2007, interest rates started increasing, and there were just a ton of interest-only loans, negative amortization loans, and then the crash came in 08, um, and banks stopped lending completely. Uh, it was very, very challenging. If any of the listeners or if you, Todd, were in the business at that time, you know that it was a challenging time to be in business, but it was also a fantastic opportunity. The the discounted properties, and then the interest rates. Crashed right in two thousand eight, nine, and ten. So you had the perfect storm. You had low interest rates. You had super low prices. Um, so I was feeling an, a financing need because the banks had stopped lending, um, and then my my business just really accelerated.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was. It was very challenging to find bank loans. Yeah. At the- uh, in two thousand eight, nine, and I was buying a lot of properties. So it was very hard to to get financing on them. Um, for those who don't know what hard money, can you just give like a hard money one hundred and one? What is it?
0: Yeah, hard money is. I mean, there's no. It's not in the dictionary, right? It's just jargon. It could mean many different things. Typically, what hard money means is a private smaller company that's lending out its own money or money that it's raised sometimes they'll take on debt but typically it's private money from a more sophisticated lender Um, and they're going to have common sense underwriting is what I like to call it we're not trying to fit into this little specific box if you could show a hard money lender how you're going to pay them back they'll probably do the loan for you Um, so Income is less of a concern. Credits is less than a concern. The biggest concern for hard money lenders is that you're going to be successful. So they want you to buy profitable real estate deals.
1: Yeah, and you guys are short term, long term?
0: Yeah, it's all short-term. It's like um, our typical loan, to give you an example, Todd, is for fix and flips or new construction development. So someone who's going to buy something, rehab it, add some value, and then resell it. Um, But we also do some bridge lending. So to give you an example, a deal we're closing next week, it's for a piece of dirt that they need a bridge loan to get them through the city approval process, and then it's going to be a bankable project. So the bank isn't interested until it's, fully approved, but they have to close now. So we're going to come in, finance the DIRT form, they're going to get their approvals, and then they'll refinance us with a permanent or more permanent loan.
1: Sure, sure. Could somebody do the same if they were buying, let's say, a, a distressed house, it's a disaster, and they're going to fix it up, and then they're going to get a permanent loan to rent it? Yeah, absolutely.
0: In fact, I, I, anybody that will listen to me, I tell them, you know, fixing and flipping is sexy, but look, it's not real estate investing. Fixing and flipping is a job. Now, yeah it's a high paying job if you're good at it, but it's still a job. If you stop flip flipping houses, you're going to stop your income. But if you could buy rental properties, that's how you create wealth. So I would say, yes, absolutely. Use hard money to buy properties, fix it up, get a tenant because you could do that with no money down and then refinance into your permanent loan. And so you could really accelerate your, your growth and your portfolio.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, Absolutely, couldn't agree more. I mean, that's how I built my whole portfolio. Was actually doing just that. I was flipping, but along with flipping, I was, I was buying and was getting either private money or hard money, and then flowing that over to a bank loan once we got stabilized and got a tenant. Perfect strategy, right? Yeah, was a great strategy. (laughs) Um, so, so, so then hard money, uh, you're you're charging. Definitely a higher interest rates. You're taking a little bit more risk. Where where as a company, as, as Pine Financial, you're getting your money from uh, people that have money that want to make a return. So if I, if I said, hey, I got $100,000, uh, you know, Kevin, how do I, can I invest it with you? You'd give me then a, a return and then are you, I'm assuming then taking a spread on that or how do you get that? And how do you make money?
0: Yeah, that's a good question, I, and I'm pretty proud of this. I just got a Regulation A through – it's actually been 18 months now, but we had a Regulation A through the Securities and Exchange Commission approved to do to put together a mortgage fund. And from what my attorney tells me, we were the first hard-money mortgage fund ever approved under the JOBS Act under this new Regulation A. Um, I was only approved for $5 million. We raised it like that just recently within the past several months we got approved to go from 5000 or 5 million up to 20 million so now we have more capacity more room to bring in some more capital and because it's a reg a i'm allowed to market it to other people it's a public fund so that's it's great that we could talk about this now i've never been able to do that in the past it's all been private privately raised privately talked about it's like this big secret yeah. So this public fund we pay we pay eight percent to our investors and then we loan it out for twelve ish, twelve to thirteen yeah. percent. Um, so we make a little bit of money on the spread there and then we charge our borrowers fees to originate the loan. So we really have two income yeah. sources.
1: Okay, that makes sense. So yeah, so now if somebody hears this podcast and they go, Hey, I I, I like this idea. I eight percent is a good return. Um It's secured by real estate. I like that idea. They could reach out to you, uh, your company, and they could potentially get involved in in it.
0: Yeah, exactly. We would have a quick conversation. I'd have to send them all the disclosures, the prospectus, and then they'd have to go through that. And I just want to make sure that I have answered all of their questions and then we would allow them to go ahead and make the investment.
1: Real quick before we get into the nuts and bolts of of businesses and your business and and, uh, how do you do it successfully? The 45, uh, I think it was a 45 minute investor. 45 day investor. investor. Um, Tell us, tell me a little bit about that book. What's it? uh, Who's it for?
0: Yeah, I would have called it the 30 day investor if that domain was available. Because what the, (laughs) (laughs) the idea of the book is to, to rapidly acquire properties. And I'm, I'm confident I could show somebody how to buy a rental their first one or their next one within 45 days or less using none of their own money. Um, And all I did was talk about my story and how I did it. See the book started off as a biography because I kept getting questions. How are you buying these properties? How are you doing it? And instead of answering them over and over and over, I just said, why don't I just write a book? And then I was selling it as an ebook for 40 bucks a piece. And then I decided to go ahead and publish it. And so it went to um, Amazon and now you can get the Kindle version for eight bucks. Um, And it just walks through a process of how to buy them with no, no money.
1: Cool. Cool.
0: The forms are in there, my scripts, how I market them, how I find them, how I structure it. It's, it's all in there.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Well, we'll, uh, we'll get a link to that, put it on the show notes as well. So let's let's talk, Let's dive in a little bit about operating a business successfully. You've had a lot of success with Pine Financial, with your own real estate. Um, what advice would you give our listeners, whether they're beginner or they're just wanting to take it to the next level? What advice would you give them about operating a business successfully?
0: Operating a business successfully, I think that one. If I was going to give one piece of advice, I'll I'll definitely give more. But the one thing that I say people make the mistake on is they don't return freaking phone calls. Hmm. All you have to do is return people's phone calls and show them that you care about them. And then you could build the relationship and then start closing transactions. Every single business is a relationship business. You're not going to find clients Uh, more easily than referrals and repeat business. And so if you can treat them right, return the dang phone call. uh, You'll be amazed at how well that will do for your business. Um, But I went to a business training years ago, and it was from someone that was pretty good at it. And what what I took away from this four-day intensive training is every single business, no matter what you're slinging, if it's a, if it's a commodity, if it's a service like what I do, if it's real estate, um, you're really in the marketing business. So marketing is by far the number one most important thing in any business's success outside of maybe cash flow, since you can go bankrupt without that. Uh, but the marketing is, is really what's going to drive the business and move it forward.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, the cash flow comes after the marketing. After yeah, That's right? true. <laughs> okay. You're not going to get any business. You're not going to get any money unless you're marketing. So, I agree. My wife uh, works; uh, she's a, she's in sales, and she works with these um, companies to try to get them to do printing and marketing. And she talks about how when times are lean, everybody cuts back on their marketing, and that's, that's like weird. the it's biggest the mistake. Yes, yeah, like this, the last thing you should be should giving.
0: be the last, but it's the first. It's very strange. <laughs>
1: So, first thing they do is they cut back on their marketing. she talks about how, just like that, that's just so crazy and frustrating that people do that or companies do that. So, um, well, that's good. So, let's talk about um, a mistake you've made. So give, me like, oh, <laughs> give me one mistake you've made.
0: And no, how did <laughs> you learn?
1: Yeah, just one. Just one. I don't want to know them all. Just one mistake. And how did you learn from it? So, give me something that you've actually learned from.
0: Okay, so I I guess the one that's coming to mind right now is the one that cost me the most money. I lost uh, about one hundred and fifty ish thousand dollars on this mistake. And what I did was, I bought a hotel in Branson, Missouri. Hmm. And when I was doing my diligence on this, my idea a lot of them had kitchens and they were like little suites. And my idea was to turn this into short term rentals, you know, week or two week rentals. Sure. um, And have it more structured as an apartment complex and it was already set up that way because of the kitchens and, they, and they, they were furnished. And, um, so I bought, bought it and then I went to basically convert it to an apartment and the city told me I can't, I have to operate it as a hotel. Well, in Branson, Missouri hotels are mostly cash, a cash business. And here's the lesson. Uh, I hear a lot of people buying, um, Hotels, for example, but what's the other one that people are buying right now? Retirement communities or uh, aging communities. Yeah. And th- the problem with that um, is that's a separate business. It's not a real estate transaction. So what I ended up doing is I bought some real estate, thinking it was a real estate transaction, and ended up with a business I didn't know how to operate. Um, so I tried to hire a management company, and he was stealing money from me because it's such a cash, it's a cash business. Um, and so I ended up just selling it to get rid of it. Um, I I didn't know I don't know how to run a hotel Um, so I guess that was my my largest most costly mistake yeah so not another one too I got can I say can I share one more
1: (laughs) yeah yeah let me just recap that one though I mean real quick it was basically not understanding what you were the the business that you were getting into yeah
0: exactly I didn't do my diligence correctly yeah yeah I should have hired somebody that understood hotels to help walk me through my diligence. And then I never would have pulled the trigger on that one.
1: Sure. Sure. Let's do your next one.
0: Yeah. The next one's funny. I, I almost, I've lost a lot uh, in 2007 and eight and nine um, as we talked about earlier, but the reason I went down or I I fell so far is because my goal was wrong. So my mistake was how I was structuring my goals for my business. Hmm. And this is what I was doing. I was like, I want to buy, A house a month consistently or two houses a month or whatever the goal was and it was based on a number of transactions had nothing to do with profitability so what I ended up doing was buying a bunch of shitty houses to meet my goal and then they ended up being losers and I I lost a bunch of money so in hindsight I would structure a, a much better goal and focus it around on cash flow or profit and not number of transactions.
1: And I know that's, a lot of
0: I know a lot of investors make that mistake.
1: Yeah, and that's a good point because um, I hear a lot of investors. Uh, you know, I'm into multifamily now, and I hear a lot of them saying, "I'm, you know, my goal is to get whatever amount of amount of doors, you know, thousand yeah, doors or that. four thousand or whatever it is." And it's like, well, uh, and I hear people saying that this year, like this year, I got to get a thousand doors. It's like, okay, well, what what happens if? If it doesn't make financial sense for you to get a thousand doors, then did you fail on your goal? You know, or or what happens if you buy a property that's cash flowing, you know, really really well, but it's a hundred doors versus you could have bought a two hundred door property that doesn't cash flow very well. Are you going to force yourself to buy that two hundred door property, or are you going to settle for the hundred door that works out better? You know, so. Yeah, I hear that a lot of people talking about how, how many doors they're gonna get. And it's like, well, you know, that's, I think that's a mistake. Yeah, I, I I I could I agree with you. It's it's more about, you know, how much equity can you build on it, how much cash flow can you get from it, and what is it actually doing for you and your business?
0: Yep. Could not agree more. Cool, Good. cool.
1: Good stuff. Hey, we're going to take a quick break, and I want to mention a few things. First of all, I've been doing some coaching, and I want to continue to kind of expand that slowly and and take on a few clients. and And up until recently, I didn't really believe uh, in coaching and and uh, you know taking courses and stuff like that. But I. Recently, or I shouldn't say recently. It's been it's been a, a few years now. Hired a a coach and saw a, immediate results, and have been very happy with it. And decided, you know, as my teaching background, I wanted to do some coaching myself and help other people get the results that I was able to achieve. And so, if you're at that point where you think that's the spot for you or maybe you just want to explore if it's right for you, Uh, you know, reach out to me. I'd have a free discovery call with you. We want to make sure that it is the right step for you to take. There might be other things that you can do to get success uh, and coaching might not be it. But let's have that discovery call to find out if that is uh, the step that you need to take. So it can really make a major impact in your business and get you to that next level. Uh, the other thing is John Stiles. He's on this show every single week uh, with me on the Hump Day Hustle. And John Stiles is a real estate agent in, in Minnesota, and he will help you find a good good investment property. John is very knowledgeable and can help you find investment property. It can also help you sell your investment property. So reach out to John Stiles with Bridge Realty and uh, connect with him. He'll... Also, you know, consult with you and, uh, and make sure you guys are the right fit. So uh, give him a call if you're in Minnesota. Reach out to him. Uh, he'd love to help as well. Back to the show. So what, uh, what are three key factors to your success? Three things that – three maybe habits uh, that you have for your success three
0: habits that I have. Oh, that's good. Um, actually just was talking to somebody about this the other day. I have, I have a routine that I go through every night and every morning. And the way it works is at night, I put together like a goal, a short term goal list, a short term goal list being what you want to accomplish in a day, for example. So some people call it a task list. Some people call it a goal list or whatever it is, but I try to do that every single night And then all I do is write down what I want to accomplish. Well, in the morning when I get ready to actually start my work before I even check emails, um, I'll go through the list that I put together, add any last minute items that I want to accomplish for the day. And then I prioritize those items so that when when I'm not busy doing something else, um, you know, I'll time block for for um, whatever it is, my workout in the morning or my prospecting or whatever. So I'll have time blocks where I have to get the certain thing done. If I'm not in that time block, I'm working on a task list, and I know exactly which item to work on next because it's all prioritized. Um, So that's been huge for my success. Returning phone calls, again, I think that's a, that's a big one. So I don't know if that should count as one of my three that you're looking for, but I think returning phone calls is big. Um, and then surrounding yourself with uh, the, best, the best you can. I mean, there's nothing – I can't even express how important it is to put yourself in the position to win. And you could do that by putting yourself with and around people that are better than you. If you're the one that's always lifting other people up, um, they're going to end up pulling you down. So I I know that sounds harsh, but the reality is if you can spend your time with people more successful than you, they're, they're going to lift you up.
1: How do you find people that are more successful than you that want to spend time with you if they're thinking they want to find people that are more successful than them?
0: Uh, I guess the, my first piece of advice is I wouldn't think of it like that. I think <laughs> I think if you're thinking your mindset is so incredibly powerful, it yeah. could cr- actually create obstacles for you that don't even exist. So mm-hmm. if I'm going into a room, let's say, and I'm worried that people aren't going to want to be around me because I'm not as successful as them, then that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, so I guess my advice would be don't don't think like that. People want to be around you. Um, you just got to build the relationship and and I, i'm i'm definitely an introvert so it's challenging for me uh, but i just make that effort to go into networking meetings and meet people and get to know them and then i could select who i want to pursue i guess
1: yeah what any tips that you can give as you know you just said you're an introvert um any tips that you can give when to find those people that are more successful than you, with, than you? Um, and to really cultivate a relationship there.
0: Uh, LinkedIn works pretty well. Um, so you could find almost anybody on that and then you can message them and start, start trying to make contact with people that way. So like bank presidents, for example, actually, when I was starting out in 2006, even before I started Pine Financial, but I was raising money and lending money. So that's the business that I ended up getting into. Um, I put together a mastermind group and what I wanted is every single person in that mastermind group more successful than me. Hmm. And so what I did was I went to people that I know and asked them who, who their mentors are and who, who I could talk to and then I went to LinkedIn and tried to find people that are successful. Um, and then I just started emailing, and email and phone calling people and asking them if, if they'd be interested in a, a once a month group where we all work together and help each other. Um, and these are all businesses that don't compete and so we could all refer and um I was successful putting together a group of six people all of them more successful to me and they and that helped me a lot.
1: I think that's right there. I mean that's that's super valuable advice anybody trying to um you know become part of a mastermind uh, um start your own mastermind do exactly what Kevin just said uh if you need to and find business owners that are more successful than you I mean you have to be able to bring something to the table and and everybody does have something that they can bring to the table. Um so, you know, that's that's fantastic. If it, I mean I I think that's very creative what you did there. Um and it's a definitely a way to get really good people around you to be able to you know help you get to that next level, elevate you to the next level. Thank you and and look, people are going to say no, you know. You just right. got to ask a lot of people. Yeah, so when you did that, you know, uh, how many people did you have to ask before you got six?
0: Oh, I don't, it's north of 20. I I don't, I don't know the number, but it it was quite a few.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you about uh, getting these investors before you could do, before you could actually advertise prior to advertising, what were some strategies that you used um, to be able to, to get investors, because that's a big part of growing your business. Not only do you have to find good quality properties to lend on good quality, you know, investors that are investing or or buying these properties, but you have to actually find the money because without the money, uh, you don't have anything to lend.
0: Yeah. And it sounds like you and some of your listeners might be syndicators. So raising that, bringing in that capital is essential, right? Yep. Um, so I've raised, as you mentioned in the beginning, I raised over $75 million to fund my business. Um, and all until recently was all pri- through private means. So what the SEC and the state regulators are going to want is you to have a relationship with somebody before you bring them in as an investor. right? Um, but to even get that first interest is what you're asking me. and And the way I did that was uh, marketing myself and my business. See, I can't say, Hey, investor invest in this deal. Here are the terms, but I can get up in front of a room, teach a seminar, teach a class or do a podcast or a webinar and say, this is the business. This is what I do. And then have them reach out to me. Um, and then I can meet them for a coffee or we can build a relationship over the phone. Uh, my attorney tells me once I get them to fill out a questionnaire and I get to know them a little bit more about their financial position, then that does establish a relationship and I could present them with the offer. Um, but really it's, it's networking. It's being in, being uh, visible and being in front of people and showing them that you're the expert. Um, but once you get going, the referrals just start, the referrals just start coming
1: in. Yeah. If you return so I, phone calls. Yeah. If you return phone <laughs> calls. Yeah. That, that is, that is very important. And, and doing it quickly too. I mean, you don't have to obviously call somebody back that, the second that they, call you but be being quick at that same thing with emails i mean responding to those emails and i know anytime that uh an email falls through the cracks and i respond three or four days later it seems like they just don't respond yeah that's too late it's way too too late late. yeah if it's if it's the same day then we get a conversation going if it's if it's even like two days later it's hard to get that conversation going after that it really takes a lot so um the uh, I, I know you guys are fairly active uh, in the Twin Cities, and one thing that I've noticed that you, you do is is quite a few events. Um, I know you have uh, uh, some meetup stuff going on, and, and I know you guys are engaged in other uh, meetups and speaking, and I'm assuming a lot of that has to do with not only obviously getting people that want to use your hard money, Um, but also potentially getting some investors as well is, is, I mean, is that correct? Is that one of the strategies? Yeah. I mean,
0: I'm not very good at online marketing. I just haven't learned that so well yet, but I'm pretty good, I guess, or decent at offline. And what I've learned is if you could just add value to people, they're going to follow you. Um, So we, I truly want everyone to be successful, especially if you're listening to me speak or if you're reading my book or anything. I, I have a, a big passion, even if I don't ever do business with you, to help you be successful. It feels really good to help people. Yeah. So we, we choose to do a lot of education and with the exception of one event, it's all free. Now, it would be great if we could figure out how to work together on some deals. And if you borrow from us, we partner or whatever the situation can be, that would be great um and so i guess there's two motives there i want to raise money or three motives i want to raise money i want to lend money and i also just want to you know give back to the community and help people um so that's yeah. how that's why we chose this avenue to market our company
1: yep yep no i like it and i get i hear a lot of good stuff about your guys's uh meetups that you have going on and good a lot of good information so it's always you know good to hear that you're yeah, you're providing that good value for people, and not just trying to make it a. It's not just a marketing machine. I mean, that's part of what it is, but it's also providing true good content. So, right. Um, so, tell us about your goals moving forward. You know what's what's Pine Financial? Where's it going? Uh, how is it expanding? Are you changing anything? You know what? What, what are your goals?
0: Yeah, it's interesting because we're just now starting to ramp back up. For the last three years, we've been on a little bit more idle, and I've been doing some personal um, like deals and that kind of thing. And And I have my own personal goals, which are far beyond financial at this point. I, I think you're probably in a similar position. A lot of your listeners are working their way towards that. But once you hit a certain financial level, your your mind changes, and you start thinking more about how I can – you know, improve other people's lives. And so my goals are more around that now. Um, Obviously I still want to travel and I still want to do the awesome things that um, I started this whole thing for, Mm -hmm. Um, but my personal goals are more that direction. As far as pine financial, since it's been on idle for a little while, I haven't really been working in it or on it as hard. Um, We're just now starting to do that. This reg a getting approved is a big step. Um, So we moved into the Wisconsin market. So now that's our, our third market. We're in Colorado, Minnesota, as you said, and now Wisconsin. Um, And we will probably hire uh, somebody else to help expand to another market. And we have got a few on the radar. I I don't want to mention those right now, but probably hit another market in the next year or two, but it's very hard to grow a business like this because it's so capital intensive, Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll have to raise 10, 15 million to penetrate into a new market. And so that's, that's not as easy as, as you might think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, it takes, takes a little bit of time. Um, cool. So what's a, what's a favorite book that you've, a business book that you've read uh, let's say within the last uh, year or so. Uh,
0: outside of the 45 day investor. Yes. Outside of the 45 day investor. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, I read a lot of, of business books. And when you asked me the last year, that limits it a little bit because I've been so focused on two things, negotiation and um, and marketing. So I was trying to to learn more about video marketing. We're getting our YouTube channel up and going. So I was trying to learn about that. Um, but a book that I just got done with is um, uh, Vanderbilt, Cornelius Vanderbilt's biography. And it was a really thick book. So it took me forever to read it. I'm a pretty slow reader. Um, so that, that was pretty interesting because it it really shows the strength and mindset of one person and what they can accomplish. So I, I was, uh, just trying to, the best I could to relate to Cornelius Vanderbilt.
1: Cool. Cool. Um, last question before we wrap up, what are your three pillars of wealth creation?
0: three pillars of wealth creation. So I think if I understand this correctly, if I want, if I, if you don't like my answer, let me know. We'll, we'll come up with something else. But I, <laughs> I really think that, um, I, I really do think that your mindset is super important. If, if, if you can, your mind can literally create anything that it wants. Your subconscious mind will create wealth for you while you're asleep, but you have to train it. So I think, that affirmations and reading and meditation on all of that is probably the number one, most important thing for success. Uh, then inside of business, I mentioned marketing and how important that is. Um, if you're going to focus on one aspect of business, I would focus on marketing and that, that uh, to narrow that down a little bit further is, you know, tracking and tweaking and, and understanding where your dollars are going and the return on your dollar Um, And then, and then focusing your money on the avenues and the mediums that are bringing in the most. Um, And then I would say your network, Um, especially real estate is such a relationship business. You will not be successful without good, strong relationships. Um, So I would constantly be building my network, nurturing the, you know, the, the referral partners and the power players and the, and the people that you want on your team, I would constantly be nurturing and massaging those relationships.
1: Yeah, no, I like, I like all three, all three are great. You know, definitely mindset, um, working on that all the time. I think that's a constant thing. So easy to, you know, let fear take control or, um, just, just get out of the out of that correct mindset. So always be working on that marketing definitely a hundred percent and then building your network like you said real estate uh, most of my listeners are real estate investors a lot of them, uh, or or entrepreneurs and um you know that network uh having those people involved it, it's a team business it doesn't matter what it is it's a t- it's a team sport and your success is only going to go so far if you're trying to do it alone that's right so perfect Awesome stuff. Awesome. Kevin, I appreciate you joining us on the show. How can our listeners get in touch with you, um, you know, get uh, more information about your company?
0: Yeah. So the the website for the book is 45dayinvestor.com. That takes you right to the Amazon page. Uh, My company Pine Financial Group Hard Money Lender. Uh, It's at www.pinefinancialgroup.com.
1: Perfect. We'll put that uh, both of those in the show notes, and so our our listeners can get in touch with you and, and reach out. And um, I encourage all the listeners to get in touch with with all the guests, and, and they're on here. They, they you know they're spending their time on here, so reach out to them, get to know them a little bit, and uh, potentially be able to do some business with them or buy their book, or uh, they'd love that. So yeah, let me know if I could help you cool well Kevin I appreciate it again have a have a fantastic rest of the day thanks for joining us
0: yeah Todd I appreciate it. it was fun I really appreciate you doing this a
1: hey, special thanks to Kevin Amos for joining us on the show appreciate uh, the time he was able to spend with us and uh, you can check out his group pine financial uh, for any you know hard money definitely uh, needs that you have. Uh, for for the show here, what I took from it, uh, several really good things. Uh, first of all, he talks about communication and the importance of communicating regularly uh, and, and quite simply just making sure you're returning phone calls from people that are calling. Um, and of course, that goes with emails and, and other communication as well. Uh, the other thing he talked about is a routine and, and he specifically mentioned, you know, having a, having a good routine is definitely uh, something of value. He mentioned his routine of um, before the uh, he, he goes to bed in the evening, he does his goals for the next day. He wants to see what he's going to achieve for the next day. And then in the morning he reviews those goals as well. So getting a routine, obviously extremely important. Uh, to success, making sure you understand and very, are very purposeful on what you're going to do that day. Last thing you talked about is masterminds and, and actually getting a group of people together, forming a mastermind, people that are successful in business or whatever you're trying to achieve, uh, getting that group together and being able to lean on each other for ideas and uh, best practices and so on. So, Again, appreciate uh, Kevin for joining us on the show and uh, thank you for joining us. Hopefully you took a ton of great information from this show. Uh, I challenge you to implement at least one thing that Kevin taught us today into your business to make that even better and uh, start the compound effect in getting your business to the next level. I'm Todd Dexermer I'm signing out. Make every day a Saturday. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. A couple things before we go. Again, go on to our Facebook page, Pillars of Wealth. We'd love to have you on there. Go on to iTunes, give us a rating and review and subscribe to the show. Also, um, you know, don't forget, reach out to me if you want any help with uh, potentially growing your business and reach out to John Styles to help you buy or sell real estate. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Have a fantastic the rest of the day, and as I say, make every day a Saturday.